Welcome to episode 63 of How About Them Huskies. As always, I'm Connor, Joe, and Madden, Andrew. And today, no recap. The DePaul game happened. We all know what happened in that. And honestly, we're not recapping it because we're recording this before the DePaul game. So assume we won that game. If not, you're still clicking on this video anyway, so I don't really care. But we're previewing a game, the the third top, top five matchup in the Hartford Civic Center, XL Center history. The first in since I believe 2009, I saw number one UConn versus number four Marquette, two of the hottest teams in the country. Marquette, as of the recording of this, they're, they've won seven straight. They do play at Butler. They played at Butler by the time you've watched this. They may have won. They may have lost. That's not one we're going to guarantee they won because Butler is certainly a tough team. We know that. We've played them twice. But either way, two of the hottest teams in the country going at it. We have home field advantage, home court, whatever you want to say, for the first matchup. It sucks for not it doesn't suck but it's just like it's wild it took this long for for us to play Marquette for the first time this season but it's finally here before we get into the preview we're going to talk about like keys to the game we'll do players to watch matchups to watch we used to do that we kind of got rid of that we'll go back to that but how, how are you guys feeling I mean this is a massive game this is probably the biggest easily the biggest regular season game that we've really seen in a long time maybe the Kansas game tops it but at least at home we haven't had a home game of this, of this uh, significance in a long, long time, especially with the, the rankings. This game's going to be tough, um, especially without Andre Jackson Jr. Last year, Andre Jackson, to me at least, kind of opened up the game for us uh, with his transition offense. You know, getting the ball out of Kolek's hands, forcing the ball out of Kolek's hands, even though Kolek would usually have a field day on us. Um, just being able to limit these guys. Having the defense there, having Klingon be healthy. Um, also, Igodaro is a problem in the paint. He's shooting 64 or 62% from the field this year, which is absolutely insane. So, if Klingon can stay out of foul trouble, that would be fantastic because this guy has no three ball. You just got to keep him out there, able to, you know, actually play. Because if he can, then, you know, that is one of their biggest factors out. I mean, I don't really think there is a way to stop Kolik. I mean, if he's not scoring it, he's diamond it. He's shooting 50% from the field this year. Another insane stat to me. Um, he's on the top of his game right now, seven in a row for them. So just being able to contain those two, to me, is the big the big thing. This game pertains to a certain pattern that there was last year. We had a bunch of games where we lost to a team first on the road and then beat them um, the second time at home, Providence, Marquette off the top of my head, St. John's with the other way around. But I just I'm a little concerned about seeing Marquette first because this is a top five matchup. Um, they are very good, obviously, but I'm concerned about seeing them um, at home first because last year we we got killed by him. It was Klingon's first 20 point game and then we beat them at home. But I am a little bit concerned about seeing them at home at first. But I also think that they don't know what they're running into as um, for this, the sake of this crowd, because that crowd is going to be electric. Um, nothing compared to, well, not nothing, but it, it'll definitely be the best home game of the season. And I'm just, I'm excited. Honestly, all everybody's been saying how we've had a easy schedule again since March, even though we had to play a lot of top teams to get to where we are now, but I'm just, I'm excited because I honestly think we're going to beat them. Uh, not without any problem, but I, I do think we're going to beat them. Yeah, overall, I'm just excited for this upcoming stretch of games. Obviously, the the Paul game happened already. The rest of the games, 
at least in Big East play, they're they're all competitive games where there's a chance we may not win, which I guess is every game if you want to get technical. But you know there are games like you're not going to lose at home to Georgetown, at Oliver Georgetown. You're not going to lose to DePaul. But, I mean, listen to this stretch. We've talked about this stretch a bunch, but we have Marquette, number four, Marquette at home, at 17, Creighton, home versus Nova, home versus Seton Hall, at Marquette, and then at Providence. That's the last week of the year, those last two games. So those are six. Those That's definitely our toughest stretch. It's certainly in Big East play, probably if you go back to non-conference play as well. That's our hardest stretch of the year. And I, I think it's coming at the right time. I'd rather have our hard stretch now heading into March so we can fix what's wrong as opposed to ending the year with Georgetown and DePaul back-to-back like we have this week. But I'm just super excited for this matchup, mostly because of the point guard, Tyler Kolek versus Tristan Newton matchup. I mean, they're two of the top, easily top five, probably even top three Big East player of the year front runners at this point, probably those two and Devin Carter, honestly. It's just that matchup's going to be awesome. I I wonder if we'll get into this in a little bit with matchups. I wonder if we even throw Newton on Cola because we got a defender named Stefan Castle who six six could maybe mess him up a little bit. But we'll talk about that in a in a few minutes here. But I guess now, I mean, we kind of touched on it a little bit. But like, what do you guys think is the key to coming out on top? Even though we're at home, we have the crowd. But like, what do you think the keys are? Well, before I say that, I just want to start my uh, my little UConn history tidbit of the episode. Connor, you said this is the first top five matchup since what year? 2009, you said, correct? I believe you were right. That. that game was exactly the day or one day before the Marquette game, February 16th against number four Pitt. We lost, but it was at the XL Center. So one against four again nearly god what is that like 12 13 years later i just think that's pretty cool but the key to beating them is just everybody had i'm gonna pull bill belichick here everybody's got to do their job i mean we don't want people getting confused with i mean like positions and everything we have to have one person on call like i think it'll be castle um but we just have to have everybody doing their jobs like this isn't going to be a numbers game either i'm not looking for one person in in general to score 20 25 points i just want the whole team to contribute exactly how they need i think seven maybe eight guys are going to play in this game but everybody's got to do their job to beat them or we're going to lose yeah looking at marquette i know you said seven or eight guys you mean uconn but for marquette they're really seven deep they they were eight deep at the beginning of the year their backup point guard sean jones tore his acl early and earlier in big east play but they got their starting five, which is certainly a very challenging starting five. We mentioned Kolek, who was Biggie's player of the year last year. I just I have the St. John's, their previous game when we're recording this box score up. Kolek had a casual 27.7 rebound, 13 assists. So, yeah, he's super talented. Even if even if, he's a guy I feel like opposing fans easily could hate just because he's good and I don't know. But he's certainly a very talented player, and he's leading this team to top five ranking in the country. But after him, let's see in this game, Cam Jones is probably their next biggest threat to score the ball. He's a great shooter. He only went one for six against St. John's, but he had 10 points. He's Let's see what he's shooting on the season. I'll pull that up. He's shooting 36% on the season from three. He takes six a game, makes just over two. So he's a guy you can't leave open from the perimeter. He hits some deep ones. I remember he hit some deep ones against us in that Big East tournament game last year that they ended up beating us, Marquette did. 
Matt mentioned also Agadaro. He's their center. He's not a three-point threat at all, which is good because Klingon can just pretty much stay near the basket. Uh, Stevie Mitchell's really a d- defensive anchor, another guard. He had 14 points against St. John's. He's a guy who can maybe flirt with double figures, but you don't really have to worry about him too, too much. And then David Joplin's like a stretch four type of guy. He had 12 points in the St. John's game. So like us, they have a very, very like talented, very balanced starting five, which that's why I feel like this game will be a lot closer than I, I assume we all think it's going to be a close game. We're not going to blow them out. We kind of did last year at home, but I don't expect that again. But we both have great balance in the starting five, so it should be great matchups one through five. Yeah, and their defense is pretty insane. I mean, uh, minus the injury, they have five guys right now averaging over a steal. So protecting the ball is also a major focal point. I mean, you're going to need I, – I don't think Newton is going to be the main guy this game. I feel like it is going to be a Steph Castle game. I think he's going to be on Kolick. And I think he's going to do a majority of the ball handling. He'll probably play like 35 minutes. I wouldn't be surprised. This is probably his his biggest game uh, as a freshman, as a Husky. So um, I would be super, you know, pumped if he came out and, you know, outplayed Kolick. And I feel like that would just, um, you know, show his worth and his draft stock, I bet, would go up a bunch. But, I mean, in, in the sense of this game, I feel like Stefan Castle, you know, might be a little preview for my answer later, but I feel like he's your most important player. I think if Castle keeps Kolek under 12 points and he locks himself in as a lottery pick. But this game is really going to be about Dan Hurley's rotation choices. Like when Shaka Smart takes Kolek out of the game, he's going to he needs to leave Castle in because you know we got to try different things all game. It's a 40-minute game. There's plenty of time to try a bunch of different things. It's the same thing with Igadaro and and Klingon. You know, you can't just take both of them out at the same time. Kind of like what happened with Providence, but that wasn't by choice. Duro and uh, Klingon got a bunch of fouls, and it, but it's it's gonna be about rotational. You you gotta you gotta play your cards right. You know if if you take Castle out and Kolek stays in and he kills you, so be it. But you know you gotta make the right decisions for for rotational purposes. And I think Hurley's going to. I think he's gotten a little a little too much hate for his rotation choices in the past but I think he's he's finally learned I think he's going to help he's going to be one of the huge reasons why we win this game also I was wrong uh Jones wasn't one of the players averaging over steel game so they have six um Chase Ross was the last one uh guy down there to average a steal so they have six guys uh, all starting five and six men all averaging over steel game so you gotta lock up that ball yeah, on Kempom, which is what a lot of people use to like go over offense and defense. They rank the defenses in the country. They're number 16 defensively in the country. We're 17. So we're really neck and neck. Offensively, we're three. They're 21. So even though we're better, 21 out of what, 360 or whatever, it's still an incredible offense. And I was just thinking, we're talking about who's going to guard Cole. Like it will be Castle, but we got a guy who loves to play defense and thrives off these big matchups. And that's Hassan Diara. I feel like Diara is going to play a, a decent chunk in this game, especially because like Andrew, you said, we might thin out the rotation a bit. This could be a game we've seen solo ball kind of disappear his minutes in these bigger games. So I feel like this may honestly be a game. He doesn't even get in the game. We've seen, we've seen that a couple of times in the past. Like Joey Calcaterra was a DMP last year when game it happens, but I feel like we're certainly going to see a lot of Hassan Diara, especially if someone gets into foul trouble because he's our, really our next guy 
up off the bench. He's going to be on Kolek a lot. He's disruptive. He's a great, he doesn't get too, too many steals, but just he gets in your face and he's the perfect guy to put on a point guard like Kolek. Yeah. And I mean, they have grinders like we do. Um, I, I'm thinking a little bit, you know, Diara and Cam Spencer, kind of that same mindset. I mean, I'm pretty excited uh, to see him go up against Stevie Mitchell. I feel like it's just going to be a very intense game. Um, you know, the defense, I, I feel like it's going to be a low-scoring one. The defenses are too good. It's too big of a matchup. The stakes are high. Um, I would take the under in this one if I was a betting man. I'm not giving advice, but I'm just saying I think that this game is just going to it's going to be tight. It's going to be intense. I think it's going to come down to who plays better defense, much like that Villanova game a few years back where RJ Cole took that chart. It's going to be just like that. I, I just have a weird feeling. Well, we officially got a uh, how about them Huskies betting part of the episode, but uh, no, I'm just kidding. But no, Matt, you hit the nail right on the head there. It's going to be exactly like that Villanova game. The crowd's going to be hectic, um, and it's going to come down to, I think, the final possession, just like it did in that game. I mean, obviously, it's not going to end exactly like that, but it's still going to be a classic in Hartford. 3 p.m. start, um, and my advice to anyone, I really, 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 really wish I was going kills me it makes my heart hurt that I can't be there because everybody watching knows that I would love to be there but um if you're going go early because that place is going to be packed early um traffic we need everybody in there by the start of the game we can't have empty seats for the the start of the game so we need everybody in there go early um but yeah it's going to be another instant classic in Hartford and I honestly I can't wait you guys compare it to that Nova game a couple of years ago. I hope it's not exactly like that because I like Danny Hurley and I like him on my sideline. So hopefully he doesn't get tossed in this game. But yeah, I agree. It's going to be one of those games where it's not going to be decided until the final few minutes. Just And I agree with the defensive side of it as well. It's going to be, well, sure, we can both score a bunch of points, but I, it's not going to be... Not like that Creighton Butler game a couple weeks ago. It's not going to be 99 98 with these two talented defenses, but I'm just overall really excited for this game because I'm not going to say I'm a Marquette fan, but I picked them to go to the Final Four last year. I like, I like their style of ball. They got some likable guys, but I don't know. I just something about these big games, especially when you're good too. It's not like, it's not like, this is 2018 and number four Marquette is coming into the XL center. And we're three games under 500. It's we're 22 and two They're what 19 and five, 18 and five, probably 19 and five at the time of this recording. It's just you, you, as a fan and as just as a program, you really, really mark your calendar for matchups like this. And for it to obviously kind of, this, this is point doesn't matter, but for it to be at home is massive. We play them home and away every year. So it doesn't matter. But for this game to be at home, like Andrew mentioned, this will be the best, the best, the biggest home game of the year. So I'll reiterate his point. If you're going, go early. Phil, we don't want them to have an easy warm-up. Go heckle them before the game. Just get it under their skin, whatever you can. I'll, I'll leave it at that. Just be loud, show up. This is you're not if you're on the fence about going, this is not a game you're gonna want to miss. I think we can jump over to players to watch now, unless you guys got anything else before we wrap up here. Anyone want to kick us off? I'm, I'm still kind of deciding on mine. I'll go. Uh, I thought Andrew was going to go, but um, like I mentioned before, Steph Castle's my guy. I feel like this is just a, 
not just a big game for you know us, but also a huge game for him, which is also a big game for us because we need to prove that we can foster players like him who are only planning to come in for one year and go to the NBA. You want to be a place where players can go and, you know, feel like they can make their dreams come true. That's why a lot of players go to Duke and Kentucky because they feel that, you know, if they go there, then they're guaranteed success. So you kind of want to be able to guarantee these guys success. Um, but I feel like in the sense, you know, just this game, uh, his matchup on Kolak is ginormous for him. Like Andrew said, if you can hold him under 12 points, that would be phenomenal. Not sure if that's going to happen. It's a little, it's a little crazy, but um, I just think that if for us to win this game, he needs to play good, and that's why I just find it important. He's definitely a good choice, but I think I think it's going to be Caravan. Honestly, I think they're going to like Connor said. He's the guy that does the back backdoor cut. So I think if Clayne can't get going against uh, Igadaro then him and Spencer and Newen are going to start flashing all over the place. And it's going to be Caravan that gets the ball most of the time. Um, but I think this is going to be a huge game for him because he uh, he's he's had a kind of a weird year. You know, he had that stretch where he was really good, then really not good. And now he's been really good again. So I think I think this is his game where he can just take over and shoot the ball from wherever the hell he wants. So before I give my player to watch, I'm just I just had a thought here and I want to apologize in, in case this happens. We're recording this on Monday, the game's on Saturday. If someone suffers an injury against DePaul that we don't know about, I I just had that thought going through my head and players to watch. I was thinking, what if Tristan knew he's he was banged up against George? I don't know if that's worse than we thought. What if he's not playing in this game? We obviously he probably will, and that's just me overreacting. But this is this was recorded before any news comes out. No news will come out. But if any news comes out, that's on us. We did this early. But my player to watch, I'm going Hassan Diara because obviously our starters are going to play a lot of minutes. But you need that sixth man in a game like this. We've had guys like Joey and Naheem in the past have stepped up. And I believe last year Naheem Aline had his UConn career high at the home game against Marquette, if I'm not mistaken, from that trivia we did to close out the year, if I remember correctly. But you need your sixth man, even if DR, he's not a scorer like Aline or Joey, but he just impacts the game. I mentioned he's going to guard Colette a lot when he's in there. Just disruptive, just an energy guy who he's going to thrive off that crowd. You know, Hassan Diara, headband Haas. Hopefully he has the headband. I know I'm sure you guys may have seen he has his own NIL headbands. I, I might pick one up, honestly. This says a headband that says Hassan Diara on it. I mean, that's awesome. But yeah, I'm going Hassan Diara, one, as my player to watch, and two, I, he needs to break out the headband for this game. He just has to. And I think that I'll just about do it here for the Marquette preview. I did just see something as I opened Twitter. Uh, there is another incentive of showing up early to the XL Center because at 2 p.m., tip-off tip is at 3. At 2 p.m., there's an autograph signing presented by Key Bank with Emeka Okafor. So it's first come, first serve. So you really want to get to Hartford early. You, you certainly want to meet a UConn legend Okafor, obviously a national champion, but fantastic guy. I'm recommend going. He's a great guy. I've met him a couple of times. Yes, definitely. I I met him down at the Final Four in Houston. He's just an awesome guy. He loves Huskies currently, like the the current state of the program, because he's like this. He's been at multiple games. Obviously, he was at the uh, game where his team was honored, the 04 team. But he's also back for this. He was at the Final Four. He's certainly embrace the program and you love to see alums do that because sometimes you don't see that with every school. There's some that do some that don't, but it's just awesome to see there. But yeah, 
that'll do it. Marquette preview. As I said, we recorded early, so if something changes and this episode is redundant, that's tough. But hopefully the Huskies win. We're going to go back on our regular schedule. We're going to recap this game in preview Creighton, which I know we joked in our last episode how big and huge that Georgetown recap to Paul preview was. But I feel like the Marquette recap Creighton preview honestly would probably be our biggest episode yet. So stay tuned for that sometime early next week before that Creighton game. And yeah, thanks for watching.